0: We've made it. We are finally through the defenseman season reviews for this year. Blue Jackets used like 800 of them uh, today. We're talking all about Stanislav Svozo and Tim Burney on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jacket, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, with me is my co-host, Hayden Heilshorn and uh, we want to thank you guys for making this your first listen of the day, every single day, all through the summer. We know it's the dog days of the off-season, we appreciate you guys showing up. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, we're on YouTube, we're on SiriusXM, and uh We're having fun, and hopefully you guys are as well. Like I said at the top of the show, uh, we're continuing, or finishing, I should say, our defenseman season reviews. Finally, uh, Blue Jackets used approximately 700 defensemen this season. We've talked about all of them, and today we have got two more to go. So let's just jump straight into uh, these. I'm way more excited about one of these players than the other. Um, So let's start with Stanislav Svozil, because I'm super hyped for Stanislav Svozil. Um, He is the other... Check defensive prospect that the Blue Jackets have. He, I believe, wore the C for the World Juniors, uh, where they made it to the silver medal um, for the first time since like 2001. Um, he had 78 points in 56 games in the WHL this season as a defenseman. I believe that was good for second among all defensemen uh, in the in the league, and I believe he was second in assists only to some guy named Connor. Uh, who happened to be his teammate up in Regina, but after all that, he made his way over to the to Columbus and played, I believe, two games for the two games for the Blue Jackets, one game for the Monsters. Uh, he had one point, one assist in his two NHL games, and two assists in his one AHL game. That seems like a pretty good start to a professional career. How do you how do you think um, Sposil's pro debut went this this spring yeah first of all we're not looking at a whole lot here when
1: you talk about Svozil playing in either cleveland or columbus i believe it was just three games i think that's correct between the two so we're basing this season review on this guy a lot of what he did with regina with some guy named connor um who i think the blue jackets wanted at one point or another maybe we'll see how that plays out but i think with stanislav Svozil you just see wherever he goes success seems to just blossom around him and it's very infectious and i'm very curious to see what it looks like this year full-time either with cleveland with cleveland full-time he won't be in the starting lineup for the blue jackets i wouldn't expect that out of him but for a third round pick uh i like what i see so far i like what i see so far um you know, I think I don't know why he was a third rounder. He he was a captain on a team that went very far in the World Juniors, but uh, maybe that's because of his size. I think I just I have him at just six foot, so he's not one of those you know tall. He's not as big as David Juracek, but he has a lot of the skill set that Juracek has. So yeah, it makes sense for you to be excited about him. He's a he's a good looking player.
0: Yeah. So Svozil was pr- was projected to be a first round talent, and his draft year really did not go the way that he wanted to. I'm not sure if he was injured or if he just struggled in his draft year. Um, I went to look up his stats in 30 games with the Czech uh, Pro League with uh, Kometa Bruno. He had three points. Um, not not ideal. So he has produced basically all the way up to that point. Um, and we've got to remember he was playing in the Czech League as a 17-year-old as well. So... Sometimes things just don't click. Sometimes you need a little bit more time to bake. Uh, He moved over to the WHL, uh, had 41 points in 59 games his rookie season there, Um, had nine points in 18 international games for Czechia. And then, like I said, that 78-point season in Regina last season, uh, which earned him spots on, let me just double-check this, earned him uh, spots on the CHL third All-Star team and the WHL East first All-Star team. So he was an All-Star this season. Um, he probably, if he has a better draft year, he is a first-round talent. I know, I remember when the Blue Jackets drafted him uh, in the third round, 69th overall, He uh, people were surprised that he fell that far. So it's, uh, other teams' loss is our gain. Um, and he's a guy that, like I said, I'm super excited to see what he does in in Cleveland this season. Um, I know that we've talked a lot about what the Blue Jackets defense pairings are going to look like this season, but I think it's almost just as exciting seeing what Cleveland is going to look like. Um, I was actually talking to friend of the show, Cleveland Monsters, uh, reporter Dina Weinheimer about this last night. We were trying to mock up what a Cleveland uh, roster might look like or a, a, a game day roster and we were like well they have 11 defensemen to to pick 6 of you know so they're in really the same boat as Columbus but if they don't give stands up it should be a a top 4 maybe top 2 choice for um for the monsters this season and i have a feeling he's going to have a pretty good rookie season um in terms of his game with all his games excuse me with the blue jackets i liked what i saw i it wasn't you know he, he kept up it wasn't out of this world good but for a guy in his i believe he played those games before he played the monsters game so that would have been his first pro game ever they basically i believe they got bounced from the playoffs and then flew to columbus immediately to play their nhl debut which is you know it's a lot I I imagine Uh, a lot of emotions going on there, but yeah, I liked, I thought he skated well. I thought he moved the puck. Well, um, was kind of a victim of, uh, you know, the, the usual Brad Larsonary, um, for, for a young player, but I, I liked his pro debut a lot. Um, and I think there's a lot of excitement there and I'm super hyped to see what a full-time, uh, professional off season looks like with him and a full-time, uh, professional season. Like I said, I don't think he'll be on the Blue Jackets this season unless something terrible happens to one of the the big guys, but he's going to be there and he's going to be waiting and he's going to be fighting to make sure he is one of the first guys called if they need a call up.
1: Yeah, I actually agree with you. I also really liked his pro debut that he had. In that game I felt like he kept up entirely. Mm-hmm. I actually was watching that game recap recently trying to review somebody else and noticed Fozil on that and forgot that that was like his only game he played in Columbus, but he seemed so comfortable in it. Um, it's hard that it's hard for him to just stick out. I think, I don't think he necessarily like stuck out, but he definitely didn't look like a guy playing in his debut NHL game. He looked like he had been on the team for a couple of months and been right there with the guys. So it's crazy that he just has all this comfortability around the game of hockey. That's, usually a really good sign of a good player. And I feel like he could be really exciting under, like you just said, maybe a, a full offseason working here in North America, working here on a, uh, just trying to keep up with the, with NHL speed and AHL speed. And, yeah, if he doesn't make Columbus, it's not really a loss because he's still going to make AHL money, which is going to be more than he's probably ever made in his career so far. So it's going to be he's going to be living fine. But uh, yeah, anytime he gets a chance to crack the Blue Jackets lineup, I'll be keeping an eye on him for sure, because he's got some sneaky, good offensive upside where he will skate deep into the zone with guys and uh, have really good hand-eye coordination and be able to move the puck around really small, tight areas. So he kind of reminds me of like, he had a play that just weirdly reminded me of Alexander Wenberg. I know that's a completely (laughs) different uh, position, but he just skates with like such grace and keeps his head up and is always looking to play team hockey. So, and we know in Cleveland, like that team has just been. Cleveland is where people go to become good hockey players, and they it's like Cleveland's the definition of iron sharpens iron down there in the AHL. You know, like we get good talent out of Cleveland because it's guys playing together, building chemistry. Stanislav Swozil from All Signs proved that. He is a major team player on any team that he's on. I'm very excited to see what that looks like up in Cleveland next year.
0: Yeah, 100%. One last thought on Svozil is I know a lot of people, well, I don't know a lot of people. I, I suspect a lot of people think that he just had this season because he was, you know, all of his assists were kind a Bedard goals. Um, and so I went and watched a bunch of his game tape from this season or, you know, as much of it as I could find. And like, sure, you can pass to a good goal scorer and it's going to bump your point total up. But like, you've got to be able to make those passes. So I don't know. He's, I'm excited for him to maybe unlock some more offensive potential playing potentially with a guy like David Yeracek, having an all check defense pairing, Uh, you know, just running the show down in Cleveland and ruining people's lives. That sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a potential really good time to me uh in a minute we are going to move on we'll give we'll give letter grades out in a minute and i want to talk about tim bernie next so we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on blue jackets first though i want to tell you all about FanDuel because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a super bowl winner you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season All you have to do is pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, more. You can use it to bet on the MLB. You can use it to bet on the NHL. Uh, Basketball is back soon-ish, I think. So you can bet on anything, but you should bet on the Blue Jackets, and, hey, maybe bet on the Bengals because that feels like A pretty safe bet to get lots of bonus bets under your belt. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on. Start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, let's talk about Tim Bernie, who is a player, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know existed until he got called up and then suddenly was like, oh, okay, this kid's okay. Um, He was the definition of thrown in at the deep end, I think. Um, They'd called up a bunch of guys from Cleveland when all of the defensemen got hurt. Uh, There was obviously guys like Marcus Bjork who got called up, made their pro debut out of nowhere. Um, I liked Tim Burney's season a lot. The stats aren't great. Uh, he had three points in fifty-nine games, um, but he was playing. He spent a lot of his time playing with Erica Branson, which I think was probably both good for him and bad for him. And he didn't look out of place. I think um, you know. You see young defensemen when they when they screw up, they usually screw up big. You know, um, it's very much. Like- oh, um, Adam Boquist is a really good example of this, and his mistakes are so noticeable because he doesn't make them often. But when he does, it is full full chaos. Um, and you don't see that with Tim Birney. Um, or if you do, he makes up for it the next shift. Um, And so I, I liked him a lot. Uh, and up before the provison trades happened, Tim Berny was definitely a big candidate for me to potentially be a full time NHLer this season. How do you how do you think his his season went?
1: I actually agree with you on a lot of things, there, Jay. I agree with you. On the stat line isn't good, but that is not a clear representation of how he played because he actually did a lot of really good things. And for a six-round be- draft pick in 2018, who made his NHL debut this year, he had grinded out some games in Cleveland, I believe, beforehand. But I think his first NHL game was also this year. It was, yes. He he. I disagree with you in the fact that I feel like he did have some blow up plays, but I think mostly that was because the game was just a little bit faster than him. And, you know, he was going against guys that have been in the league for four or five years that are playing at top NHL speed. Um, but he even when he had bad plays, he never let that weigh down on him. He just he was always a player that was just looked like he was having fun when he was playing this year. Um he showed a little physicality from time to time. He was really smart working on the boards, moving the puck up. I think one, one game where I, I just love what Tim Burney did is um, uh, February 18th. The Blue Jackets were playing in Dallas.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: was actually one of nine Blue Jackets road wins this year. They only had God. nine road wins. Yeah, um, that,
0: sounds, <laughs> that sounds correct.
1: Yeah, they had nine. Jay, they had <laughs> nine road wins last year, and this was uh, one I knew of it was them. Bad, I didn't know it was that bad. Uh, they were playing the Stars, who remind you finished second in the Central last year. Mm-hmm. So very good team. Got to the Western Conference Final, lost to Vegas, but uh, the Blue Jackets won four to one that game, or maybe three to one. And Tim Burney actually just he facilitated the puck well. You know, he shut down guys like Jason Robertson. He he did a lot of really good things in that game, and that was. One of those moments where I was like, man, if that was Tim Burney every single night, then he could play in the NHL. He's due for a new contract, I believe. Um,
0: yes, he is. As of right now, he is unsigned. I believe he has been extended a qualifying offer. So let me just double check on
1: that. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, his future with either the Blue Jackets or in the NHL is up for grabs, he's gonna be a very good player over in the Swiss League. if, he, if that's where he chooses to go back to, he's already played some he's already played professionally over there. Mm-hmm. And if all he does is play you know 50 to 60 NHL games in his lifetime and um, plays, you know has a good little career over in Swiss, not a good little career, but has a good solid career over in, in Europe. He could, he could retire with a lot of money one day. You know, he's a very good hockey player, and I, I, I'm very interested to see the Tim Burney story after this summer. And, like, we're literally in the middle of a time where we don't know what's going to happen to him because, as you just said, he's got a qualifying offer on the table, okay, so we don't so, know which way that's going uh, go. I
0: am incorrect. I'm correcting myself. He rejected his qualifying offer from the Blue Jackets. He is still an RFA um, the offer was 875 uh, k on a two-way contract for one year. Um, he said no to that. So that offer is expired. He remains a restricted free agent. He and the Blue Jackets will have to negotiate new terms. I Which expect I... he be signed eventually. If he doesn't sign, yeah, he likely goes back to Switzerland. He needs to sign an NHL contract by December 1st. Otherwise, he will be ineligible to play for the rest of the season but that is that is like worst case scenario he's i imagine he'll sign i imagine his um agent probably wanted more than one year and so they're just agreeing on on that but that it's really the only piece that it's really the only piece of like contract stuff that yaba has to figure out for this season like that he's the only guy that is unsigned for the team right now so I'm I'm not worried. This is all Yalmo's got to focus on. It'll get done. He'll probably be in Cleveland next season. That's not a bad thing. He's definitely a guy that his game is a little rough. Um he definitely needs a little more seasoning. Um, you know, he's God, maybe eleven. He's, 11th, he's or a 11th little timid out there.
1: That? Would you agree when you watched him play, he he looked a little bit like, he, he was playing with players who made big-time mistakes. Like, he was playing with Erica Branson, Andrew Peake, guys that were just getting caught up in the offense, maybe. Left huge holes in the defense. It felt like Tim Bernie was never able to make up ground for those guys. And maybe, it's I think it was...
0: a hell of a way to learn.
1: Is, yeah.
0: Oh, my defense partner has disappeared. <laughs> Guess I'll cover everyone by myself, you know? And I think, again, that's kind of what you see on the highlight is you're like, well, Bernie didn't have that guy. And I'm like, well, Bernie can't have all three guys. Like it's so, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but it did feel like a lot of his mistakes are um, either, either due to poor defense partner play or things like, He's just not used to that speed yet, because I think sometimes you look at young defensemen and you can see that there's like, this is going to sound really bad. You can see that there's like an intelligence issue. I'm not calling them stupid, but deer in headlights, high hockey IQ, deer in headlights, like just yes. like three like, panic. It all flies out. And so you yeah. can see some hockey players turn into almost like reactionary players as opposed to proactive players you don't see that with tim bernie i don't think um i think he's very much a proactive player he just doesn't quite have the foot speed or the um the acumen to uh to get there so sticking back in cleveland for the entire year and i think we will see the next time he comes up i think we will see a much improved tim bernie
1: yeah i totally get what you're saying there he he played so many games this year he got so much opportunity that it was only natural that there were going to be moments where he had a rookie mistake mm-hmm. you know like that happened to every single player that happened to Kent johnson a million times not a million times but a few times it happened to ken johnson last year it happened to all these young players so yeah you just chalk it up to that but in the areas of the game where he was comfortable you talked about this the other day about a uh, players going on little journeys he went on some journeys sometimes. He likes as to go a on journeys. yeah. Every he he did. Stuff, go on a little
0: adventure. and uh, He did. He went on an adventure. Out okay. But again, the problem with defensemen is that you kind of have to judge them in a pair, you know? And that's why I think Zach Rensky and Seth Jones worked so well, is because if one of them dropped forward, the other one went back. And I think Tim Berney, maybe in Cleveland, maybe over in Switzerland, was playing with someone who, if he jumped forward, they would drop back. And... Unfortunately he was playing with the type of players that either don't have the foot speed or don't have the skill to cover the whole cover the whole blue the whole defensive zone. So, like I said, stick him in Cleveland, let him keep baking, give him a a defence partner that can play defense. Um, I don't have one off the top of my head. I've forgotten every single Billy Sweezy? Thing.
1: Would he be good to play with? I feel like those two names they got they both Easy had some initial action. Maybe,
0: yeah. Maybe I mean, that's
1: not a bad Samuel, Na- Samuel Nasco, Yeah, Nazco.
0: Um, yeah, there's, Carson just, there's, so many, there's so many options. Jake Christensen might Jake be another good option for, mm-hmm. for Tim Bernie that'll let him play more of a defensive game um, because obviously we know Big Jake or Youngest Jake, as I call him, likes to go on more adventures than not. So maybe that's a good fit. Um, let's hand out some letter grades. Um, and then I think what we'll do as well is we'll hand out a grade for the defense core as a whole because that seems like it's going to be fine and and fun. Uh, so we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Okay, we're back with Locked on Blue Jackets. We are talking defensemen for the last time this summer. We're all defensemen out. No more defensemen talk after this. It's all goalies until the season starts. Um, No, we are talking Stanislav Svozil and Tim Burney, two young defensemen who made their NHL debuts this season. Let's go back to Svozil. What's his grade? I'm going to give Svozil
1: an A- for this year. I think what he did with Connor Bedard, um, pretty cool. Maybe one day we look back at this draft. Hopefully, we look back at this draft, and maybe Connor Bedard has a good career. But we're like, hey, <laughs> the Blue Jackets, uh, really won out with Adam Fantilli. And look, they got Stanislav Sposil. He's great. Oh, maybe he was the reason Connor Bedard was so good. No, just kidding. Yeah, that it was all it
0: was all, just, it like... was all <laughs> You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe maybe that happened. Sposil's a good player though. He looked really sharp in the few. Uh, NHL and AHL games he got to play in. I'm, I'm excited to see what he looks like after a full off season. I hope he gels right away. I have him at an A minus. I think he had a, a really good start to his young NHL career.
0: Yeah, I give him a, I give him a B, maybe a B plus. I agree. I think a really good start. It's tough to judge on based on three pro games, but yeah, just three games based yeah. on based on what he did in Regina this season, what he did at the World Juniors as well. Obviously, wearing the C there is a big responsibility for a very young player. Um, and that's the other thing. He's still very young. He, I believe, just turned 20 years old. Um, so, you know, it's he feel, it feels like he gets overshadowed a lot by all of the first-round defensemen that the Blue Jackets have. So, you know, Juracek, Matejchuk, Kulimans. But he's right up there, I think. Maybe not with Juracek, but... I think he's he's up there in terms of in terms of defensive pieces that the Blue Jackets have. I know a lot of the prospect guys speak very very highly of him. So yeah, I'm giving him a B, mark, B, B or B plus. Maybe I'm feeling generous. Maybe I'll just give him a B plus. I'm feeling generous today. Um, and he deserves it. He's a nice boy. What about Tim Bernie? Cool number. Cool number.
1: 81's cool a good number. number. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> great, uh,
0: great hockey number.
1: <laughs> great hockey number. Uh, I like it. Phil Kessel is what comes to mind for me. Seventy one or seventy five. Tim Bernie. I like this guy too. I think gosh, I, I want him to be in the organization longer. I, I don't know again his future. It sounds like he has a little bit more time than I thought, having till mid-December, you said, to sign an NHL contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's with Columbus. This guy's a good hockey player. He's he's good at he might be kind of wrong place, wrong time thing because the blue jackets just have so many young defensemen that they're so excited about. Don't know if they need to be giving money out to everybody. But if there's room for Tim Burney in this organization, he's nice to have around because he's a hockey player that plays with high hockey IQ. He he doesn't make mistakes like he doesn't make a lot of mistakes when he plays. I don't know what to say. I just he like he he's consistent player. Um, The times he did make mistakes, you just chalk it up to. Well, he's just a rookie. Like he just got deked by Travis Konechny. Like Travis (laughs) Konechny is going to have a couple good moves in his bag. So, I like Tim Burney. I think he was. I think on a on a playoff caliber team, he actually would be really fun to watch. Um, That would probably mean that the Blue Jackets are unhealthy at the defensive core, which is not what I want. But yeah, Tim Burney. If he's a monster next year, I am happy. He got a B minus for me this year.
0: I am also giving a B minus to Tim Burney. Yeah. I think basically for all of the, all of the things that you've said, he's going to be another one of those guys that's knocking on the door. I think Um, if he's, if he's signed by training camp, I expect him to come in and have a big training camp. Obviously he played with the big team for the majority of the season. It was almost 60 games. I think I've closed the tab now, but um, 59. Yeah. 59 games. Yeah. So, you know, he, he played basically the full season. He played, probably I think the the third or fourth most games of any defenseman, um, because of how horribly injured everyone was. But he's coming in, he knows that his place is in in doubt or in jeopardy. If he's signed, he's coming in, he's having a big season. I think he's making it really, really hard for them to send him down. But I imagine that's that's what they're gonna do. They'll send him down to Cleveland and Cleveland is going just gonna have so many good young defensemen and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's going to be tough for the coaches to make choices, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fun to watch the the monsters this season. So yeah, B B minus for Tim Burney. Do you have a grade for the defense as a whole, or would you like mm. to just set the test paper on fire and walk away from it?
1: <laughs> I, I I actually would like to set the test paper on fire. Although I will say, before we started the journey of looking through. Defenseman season reviews. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I actually had. I
0: agree. Actually,
1: I actually had the defense at a C minus as a unit. I just feel like everybody collectively pitched in on offense more than maybe they were even asked to at times, mm-hmm. and it helps me overlook some of the big, big areas where they need help on defense. But huge roster upgrade coming. The guys that looked good, I think, are going to continue to be good and continue to fill and stay around and eventually we'll we'll release all the grades we had for all these guys so you'll be able to see which guys we liked and which guys we didn't but if you've been following along you know Blankenberg Wierenski guys those two guys are I'm so excited about David Juracek like there's plenty of guys Adam Boquist Jake Bean there's tons of guys that we're really excited about and we have new guys coming in on top so I have my C minus
0: yeah I would. I would sit with about a C-minus as well. Maybe I would edge that up to a C if I'm feeling generous just because I feel like the future is br- is so bright, you know? I feel like a lot of these guys we've looked at, and I've almost graded them on, like, giving them a... um almost like a potential uh, extra credit. You know, some some places they hand out extra credit for attendance. I'm giving extra credit for, for potential. Potential curve, so think, yeah. You know, I feel like the future is pretty bright. That's bumped that up. Um, But yeah, I think a C... C minus, I think what you said about the offense is is bang on, correct? Uh they sometimes decided to score goals at the expense of preventing goals, which is fine if you don't have the worst statistically, the worst goalie in the league. Sorry to Elvis, but he was the worst goalie in the league, statistically speaking. Um
1: which kind Not of the worst to... on CBJ. John Gillies was worse <laughs> in the goals against the average category. John okay, Gillies was worse. On. John
0: Gillies also played half a game. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that does bring me to what we're going to talk about tomorrow because we're done here. Uh, tomorrow we're, we're moving on. We're going to talk about goaltending. Um, so... Both John Gillies and Michael Hutchinson remain unsigned by any team, so we're going to look at their very, very brief tenure with the Blue Jackets, we're going to look at their season as a whole, and we're going to look at who the other goaltending UFAs are and see, should the Blue Jackets re-sign one of these guys, should they go after somebody else, or should they look in-house and just go with Moslikens and Tarasov. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, Thank you for listening today. Thank you for making us your first listen. Every day uh, through the off-season, like I said, we decided to stay daily instead of go down to three times a week uh, because it's a good habit to get into. Uh, We're enjoying it. We just have... A lot of things that we have to say, apparently. So uh, we we're locked Ryan's on TV. Blue Jackets.
1: We're locked yeah. on. Come on, it's the name <laughs> of the name of the the show.
0: Yeah, your you know? team every day except weekends, but sometimes weekends. <laughs> anyway, this is getting this this intro this outro is getting away from me. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore jacob foster j k o b. F O R S T E R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H 971. You can find uh, Lockdown Blue Jackets at L O underscore bluejackets. Uh, you can email us if you want to at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Once again, tomorrow we're going to be talking goalies. I'm very excited. Everyone knows how I feel about goalies. I have lots of things to say. So make sure that you are ready for that. And until then, make sure you stay locked on.